0: You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters, today the Church have to do, deal with two main challenges. One is art intra, the other is art extra. The first one is concerning how to... Adapt Catholic faith with the changing realities of the world, changing lifestyle, changing trends. How to present our faith in such a way that people will find our faith still relevant in their lives. On the other hand, the Church also faced the other issue, where in our attempt to make faith relevant to people outside our fold, there is always this temptation to syncretism. That is to say, to compromise our faith, especially today when we recognize the importance of inter dialogue. And religious harmony among all religions. And so, for the sake of political correctness, many Catholics today would dilute their faith so that we all will appear to be inclusive in our relationships with them. My dear brothers and sisters, there are always dangers when we do this. In the Gospel, addressing the situation between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians, St. Luke, of course, was writing for the Gentiles. And there was this tension of the Jewish Christian trying to impose their Jewish practices on the Gentile Christians. They still believe that once after being baptized, you must follow the Jewish customs. In this context, we can understand today's Gospel. The Pharisees and scribes said to Jesus and asked him, The question of fasting. In the Jewish tradition, fasting was an important form of worship, especially when they celebrate the Day of Atonement. They need to fast for their sins. They need to do penance. But it seems the disciples of Jesus were eating and drinking. And how did Jesus deal with this question? Firstly, he changed the perspective of fasting. Fasting was no longer merely an expression of regret. Fasting for Jesus was more important. It indicates the absence of the Lord. The reason why we fast is so that we can yearn for his presence. It is because the Lord is absent, the bridegroom, when he's taken away, Jesus says that will be the time for you to fast. If the Lord is with us, there is no need to fast. That is why in the Catholic tradition, we do not fast on Sundays because it is the day of the Lord, even during the season of Lent. My dear brothers and sisters, fasting is really to help us to recognize the absence of God in our life. And fasting is a means to help us to be available to His presence. A time for reflection. A time for change. Secondly, Jesus was not just simply changing the perspective of fasting. We are told that Jesus, he was able to make all these commands only simply because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus was actually teaching them that the new way To salvation is through him, not the observance of laws. That cannot save us. It is having faith in him, and that faith in him is translated into obedience of the laws. But it is not so much the laws themselves that will save us, rather it is our faith in him. And so with the coming of Jesus, he is showing us the new way to salvation, not the old way. And that is why Jesus, he ended today's gospel by giving us two parables. The old and the new cannot mix. They are incompatible. Either you choose the old way of salvation or the new way. Trying to compromise will only cause confusion to one's faith. And Jesus gives us the example of the parable of the new cloak that is sewn to an old cloak. When that happens, Jesus makes it clear. The new cloak, the new cloth, would tear the old one. And secondly, it would be a mismatched. So clearly, therefore, Jesus is against any form of syncretism, any form of mixing. We have to make a clear stand. And this is true in the parable of the wineskin as well. New wine must be put into new wineskin. We need to think therefore with the mind of Christ. In order to receive the gospel, it is important that we are willing to give up our old way of thinking. The traditional, the rigid way of thinking. Unfortunately, The Pharisees and the scribes could not. And that is why Jesus said, Anyone who has been drinking old wine, once new, does not want to have new wine. The old is good. And this is the truth. Many of us are not ready to change. So the question, my dear brothers and sisters, is in trying to bring the old and the new together, it is important that for us Christians, we must see Jesus as a fulfillment of the Old Testament. And this was the same question that confronted the early Christian during the times of St. Paul when we read today's first reading. The ultimate question that we need to ask is, whether Christ is sufficient for our salvation, or do we need to have other means to salvation other than Christ? This is the most important question. If we confess that Christ is sufficient, then we do not need other means. So, in order to appreciate better the context of today's first reading of St. Paul's letter, to the Colossians, we must understand that St. Paul was fighting against Gnosticism, which is a philosophical doctrine. They believed that only the soul is saved. Matter is evil. The body is evil. And therefore, Jesus, according to them, is just one of the emanations of God. He is supposed to be the in-between. He is a demigod, in other words. He is not God, and he is not human as well. And that is why from Gnosticism, you have another heresy called Docetism. That Jesus actually, when he was on earth, he was putting on the mask of humanity. But in fact, Jesus was not a man. Because if Jesus were a man, it means to say he was tainted with evil. And so, the only way for the Gnostic to be saved is not just faith in Christ, more importantly, we need to have some secret password, some mystical, esoteric experience for us to find salvation. And precisely because of this, St. Paul makes it clear Jesus is truly God, He's the image of the unseen God. He is the image of the Father. To see Jesus is to see God. He is truly the Logos, the Word of God, the reason for the creation of this world. That's why St. Paul says he is at the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Secondly, he is the firstborn of all creation, reminding us, therefore, that we are made in the image and likeness of God. And what is this likeness if not Christ himself? Because the Father created the world through Christ. And so all of us, we are therefore created in the image and likeness of God and in Jesus Christ. And so once we are clear of this, Therefore, Jesus is truly God and truly man, and the church becomes his body. When we understand and make this declaration, it means to say, therefore, Jesus is sufficient for our salvation. (laughs) That is what St. Paul says, God wanted all perfection to be found in him and all things to be reconciled through him and for him. Does it mean to say, therefore, Christianity cannot coexist with other religions? This is not the case. Most religions, and practically all true religions, we have many things in common. We have many values in common. This is where we should promote and foster These common values found in all religions. But each religion, and for us especially Christians, we must be true to our faith, true to what the Lord has revealed himself to us. We must be wary of syncretism, that is to say importing doctrines that are alien to Christian tradition. But it does not mean mean to say we cannot import cultures. Cultures is different. Cultures the expression of faith. That is why we speak about inculturation. But so long as we are clear that the doctrines that we profess truly are in line with what the Scriptures has revealed to us in Christ, then this is where we preserve the purity of faith at the same time Working in harmony, living in harmony with people of other faith. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.